Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Ugh, my aching back. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just tested positive for COVID. Wow, I can't believe I've really got to go deal with this. Does it sound like you? Have you ever had that medical condition suddenly handed to you? Not so much on a silver platter. But suddenly you're facing that big, ominous condition. And you just want to go crawl in a hole, go into a cave and go, I can't handle this. But what happens when you face it head on and you go forward knowing that your best life is living your best life, even with a major medical condition? That's what we're talking about today on Life Uncloseted. We are going out of another closet that's not the sexuality closet, but we're coming out of a closet of a medical challenge and thriving in your own world, whatever that may look like. And I have a friend of mine who I've gotten to know through another program that I do, who is a thriver. And she's somebody that helps people really, truly face their adversities and transform them into their own level of superpowers. She's amazing. She has a beautiful story that I'm so excited to be sharing. Her name is Andrea Mastro Batista. And I just, I'm going to let her just kind of step in here into our world outside of her own closet. And we're going to just kind of start in on the story. So welcome to the podcast, Andrea. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you, Rick. And it's, it's been a pleasure to get to know you these, these months. And I'm happy to, to come out of my own closet today. <laughs> yeah. And we've been working on this one for a while. We had a couple of schedule changes and stuff. So I, I, I'm almost like, it's actually happening. We're actually yes. making this one happen finally. So um, I woke up, I woke up totally charged up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. And I always love taking like these twists on the coming out story and like really talking about everybody's got closets, everybody's got a little bit of a challenge in their own life, whatever that closet may look like. So um, anyway, so let's dive in here because you are really like you become like this inspiration sort of person, like you, the chief empowerment officer is what you call yourself. But it wasn't just because, okay, this is what I'm going to be. I'm going to be this. You've had your own challenges. And I know for, you know, for more than three years, you're, you've been, God forbid, any of us have to actually go through this, but you've pretty much been on bed rest, right? Right. I'm literally within the last year or so of COVID coming out, coming off of that. Mm. It's a gradual process. Sure. Um, Back into, well, I'll give your audience some context. Uh, yeah, yeah. To, to begin with, I was born with a um, with a series of medical challenges. Uh, chief among them are spina bifida and scoliosis. So I've always had braces, crutches, and or a wheelchair. Um, the wheelchair gets me around faster, so that's the mode, the mode of transportation I choose uh, in, at, as I as I am now 54. Um, but four years ago, and it'll be actually, it's, uh, it was four years ago, August 28th. So I just passed my four year anniversary. Mm. Um, 
diagnosed with what is known as a stage four pressure ulcer. And not to put too fine a point on it, but I'm sitting on it. Um, when you are a person in a wheelchair that, that sits 24 seven, uh, as one uh, doctor very succinctly and, and ni actually nicely put it to me, the body wasn't meant to sit 24 hours a day. Right. Uh, nor was the body meant to have uh, uh, about a third more weight on it than it should have. And that was what contributed to my pressure ulcer. I am a four foot eight inch frame with what was it at that time about 150 pound body. Mm. And I was in, even though I was, you know, in Miss Inspire Woman, uh, inspirational speaker, live your best life. I was in a great deal of denial about uh, my, my, that particular aspect of my health. Uh, I'm an overeater and uh, was trying to hide a, a, a problem that was obvious, obviously you can't hide when you when you gain weight. So right. I was very clear the day I was diagnosed uh, that this was an issue that I caused. Um, and so I literally in the doctor's office went on to, uh, uh, please uh, forgive the expression for anybody that's not a fan, I went into the full on Oprah ugly cry. <laughs> and I just, I, I lost it, but my inspirational side and training kicked in and said, this is an opportunity here. Um, first of all, I, I laugh now I can laugh at the diagnosis because at the beginning of 2017, backtracking about eight months before my diagnosis, I'd felt my, and you know, as this as a speaker, I felt that my material was getting a bit stale. So I was like, oh, I need more material, please. I was praying to whatever, whoever, listen, God's goddess, his guardians, whoever, right. please give me more material. <laughs> well, yeah. I got it. <laughs> Just not in the, in the way that I, that I had hoped or expected, but this was a whole new set of material that I could um, help people, you know, help people overcome. I, uh -huh. I've made a lifestyle of overcoming challenges and this was simply another um, a big one, but, uh, but simply another. Um, so literally um, I gave myself some time to process the diagnosis, but about a week later, I started to set about, okay, how am I going to use this to help people? Mm. Uh, and the whole idea of resilience, it came along. I've been speaking a lot about resilience, a lot about, um, uh, so much more now about, uh, living your best life and being your best self. Not, I used to say, despite your challenges, mm. I'm very clear now that it's actually because of them. I don't mm. think I would have been an inspirational speaker had I not had spina bifida, scoliosis, et cetera. And I don't think I would be as good an inspirational speaker as I have become had I not had this medical challenges. So when you spoke so eloquently in my intro, and thank you for that, about um, taking your adversity and making it a superpower, that's what I do. That, that in a nutshell is really what I do and what I help people to do because it's exactly what you said in your intro. People, you know, you're faced with the challenge or you wake up in the morning of like, I can't believe we've got to do another day of COVID or I can't believe I just got this diagnosis. Right. I just want to crawl, crawl under the covers and die. Yeah. And I just, and I'm not built that way. And I help yeah. people to recognize their power to let them know they weren't built that way either. I, I can really relate to what you just said because not because I'm suddenly like, oh, I'm so glad I have all this, you know, material. Mm -hmm. But if somebody had told me in 1999 when I finally said, okay, 
this is the real deal. I'm coming out of the closet. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to throw a, a wrench in a marriage of 13 years and tell me that it would eventually become something that I would use to help other people. Mm -hmm. I would tell them they're absolutely crazy. Now I feel so blessed, not because of all the, all the hell I caused, but I really feel blessed that I, I've been able to come through that experience and use that experience, even in this conversation we're having today, to help somebody somewhere realize you're worth it. You're worth going through the experience. You're worth, you know, I hate to say whatever you're given is, you know, what you can bear, but it kind of is. That's what I've learned over and over it, and over again. It absolutely is. And it actually, um, if you frame it in, in the most positive way possible and i and i struggle when I, when i use that word because i've 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 also gotten the reputation for people that that actually i'm not their cup of tea of like being too poly positive if you will but it's that's the word if, if you frame it in a positive way um did i want a, a stage four pressure also no but there's definite purpose in my experiencing this because i can help other people yeah yeah and I'm okay with not being everybody's cup of tea. I am too now. I didn't used to be. I was the people pleaser. I wanted to, like I wanted to please everybody. I am in no way anybody's cup of tea. And if you're not, you know, uh, I right. send you on your way with love. <laughs> exactly, and, and that's okay because I don't want I don't want to be somebody to somebody. And not that I can predict everybody who's going to sit in the audience, but I don't want to be that person that causes that person to just dig deeper into loathing or whatever it is. I want to, I want to be the person that challenges number one. So I, I'm a big, bold energy. I challenge people to, in their thinking all the time, mm -hmm. but I also, I've been, I've been called the guy that really kicks you in the ass, then hugs you up in a big teddy bear hug, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm okay with that. Not because I think, okay, cool. That's a great, you know, way to see me, but it's actually my truth because I've been kicked in the ass and then somebody has hugged me up. And I realized the value of that. And mm -hmm. whether it's because of spina bifida or coming out of the closet or whatever it may be, these beautiful, I call them beautiful moments where you do get kind of kicked in the ass and mm -hmm. like, okay. And I, and I literally did. <laughs> yes, literally in your case, right. <laughs> yeah. But you're, you're invited. And this is what I, I love using that term. You're invited to thrive in those moments. Yep. That's when I know from my own personal experience and hundreds of guests who've been on this program have said it over and over again. That is when they grow the most. Mm -hmm. Even if you're stuck in a wheelchair, I know you've grown a ton through this experience. So what is something that for you, yes, you had that Oprah cry moment, mm -hmm. <laughs> but what's something for you on, on the fairly regular that when those moments show up, because I'm sure they still show up mm -hmm. that you implementing your own thought process or you know the way you face things that like gets you up over that hump when it shows up okay uh it's actually it's it's simple in theory and challenging in practice um mm. but it but as i've practiced it more and more over the years it actually it gets i tell my audience it gets easier i tell all my clients it gets easier the the more challenges you face the easier it it gets to 
for you to rise to the occasion. Um, there's a great exp expression, life is an occasion, rise to it. And that's actually where I start because um, I could very, I'm a person of, of high highs and low lows. So when it, when something like this happens to me to, and we'll take the stage four pressure ulcer because that's where we are. Um, right. I could have easily said, you know, I, I, the, the treatment was strict bed rest. I've made my bed. Now I'm going to lie in it for the rest of my life. But that's not the life that I want for myself. So um, what am I going to do about it? So rather than going into, well, okay, I give, my, I give myself uh, a certain amount of time to have that pity party of like, oh, why me? And then it yep. be, there's a, the point at which it, it becomes counterproductive. And then I ask myself the pivotal question. Um, and I'm sure people in, that you've interviewed have said this before, So, uh, but everybody's story is different. I really say, instead of why is this happening to me? Why is this happening for me? And what can I learn from it? And how can I use it to make me better? Uh, so those are literally the three questions that I ask myself every day when it get when, because I didn't have that, that pivotal aha moment of, okay, this is happening for me for a reason. And then go on my merry rake for the, for, for my three and a half year healing journey. And every day was sunshine and roses. There were days I had to ask myself those three questions every day because I would have a setback in the wound healing. There were tons and tons of setbacks of like, I would go along and the wound was healing and getting smaller and smaller, and then it would open up again, or I would plateau and it wouldn't, it wouldn't get, uh, get smaller. So I asked myself this, these three questions, why is it happening for me? What can I learn from it? And how can I make my, how can I become a better, a better version of me through this experience? There have been so many times that I've heard that phrase, why is this happening for me? And I've seen a lot of people push back. In fact, when I went through coach training, that was one of the key elements that they brought up quite a bit is help your clients see why this is happening for them. Mm. And of course, at first I'm like, it's, it's complete bullshit because I, I hadn't started the transformation of myself yet. And now mm. I still see the value in that. But what I love to also use as a kind of an exchange in that is Yes. What, what is, why is this happening for you? Mm -hmm. But I also like to invite people to think about not the lesson you're going to learn, none of that sort of stuff mm -hmm. that if this doesn't happen, what would your life be like? Exactly right. And back to my point of if this hadn't happened, I don't think I would be as good a speaker as I am now and, mm -hmm. and workshop facilitator and, and as good as uh, my clients tell me I am at helping them make their transformations. Um, yeah. So uh, it's it, it, each experience I've had challenge, each challenge mm -hmm. I've had has, um, has gotten me to rise to that next level. Mm -hmm. I yeah, asked a client, yeah. I literally asked a client the other day who was in the throes of a really deep, like a really deep thing. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I can go, well, what's, what's, you know, the purpose in this, or why is this happening for you? And I just knew I had to like throw the question in a different way. And I said, so what's the possible joy that can come out of this? And at first he pushed back mm -hmm. and I said, but I want you to really think about this. <laughs> what if you could create joy out of this? What would that look like? 
Did he, he did got, he say, I'm, I'm curious, did he say F you, Joy? <laughs> almost, yeah. I could see yeah. it was like sitting there right on the tip of his tongue, right? Yeah. But I, he's also very good at processing. So, you know, one of the things I've learned as a coach, you ask a question like that and then you just zip it. You don't say yeah. anything, you know, you just sit there and let that kind of sink in. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting to see him process through that pretty quickly. I was kind of surprised how quickly at first I saw that, like, screw you. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, are, am I, are we going to get here? Are we not going to get here? And then he said, Hey, that's a really good question. So as a coach, anytime you hear that, that's a really good question. You know, you've mm-hmm. struck a chord. Yeah. You're starting to get the transformation happening. Like that's your opening to like, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we know we can keep going, mm-hmm. but he said, well, there's a couple of things. And that's when I was like, I wanted to do the happy dance right in front of it because it was like, okay, you can, you can honestly, I know some people are going to even say, screw you, Rick, as you're talking about this right now, mm-hmm. you can honestly find joy even in the most horrible of situations. I mean, when yeah. I came out of the closet and life was hell and my wife had thrown me out of the house and all this stuff, the joy was I was no longer pretending to be somebody. I was no longer yeah. hiding. I was being my most authentic self. And that luggage, <laughs> that huge amount of Samsonite that had been on my shoulders at that point in time, it was gone. Now, that doesn't mean life wasn't hard. Mm-hmm. But that moment was so huge because I'd finally stepped into my power. You talk yeah. about superpower. I felt like I really stepped into my power to say, no, I no longer have to live by somebody else's beliefs and standards. I'm living by yeah. my beliefs and standards. Yeah. And, and I'll share, because um, I'd love to answer that question that you asked the client in, in terms of my own journey. When, when all of this happened, I could no longer deny my weight issue. I could no longer uh, deny I had a problem with food. I had to uh, face that head on if I wanted to do exactly what I said in the beginning of the year as to, you know, take this business to the next level, get more material and help more people. Well, uh, this, this was the joy in that situation because I didn't have the pressure of having to, to hide, hide a weight problem that I really wasn't hiding, but felt the stress to do so. So all of that was gone. So I could now focus on the joy of um, becoming my best self, even though, Mm -hmm. yes, like we said, it's not all sunshine. It's hard as hell work, but I didn't have all of that um, covering up to do anymore because Mm -hmm. the jig was up. Yeah, the jig (laughs) was up. It's interesting that you had that same piece of the weight loss and everything because when i came out of the closet i was a big guy i mean bigger than i am now i mean i'm i'm pretty big now 290 but i was even bigger and suddenly because of my truth well of course i'm suddenly like okay i got in shape i'm gonna get a guy right but i also want i i didn't have any reason to be hiding my truth using food and alcohol and all that stuff that was putting the weight on i was not super active i had never I hadn't, yeah, I had never, well, I shouldn't say never. I had had one gym membership in my life and that was for a brief time when I was in college Well, in between college, I did two years, then took a year off and then back into college. So it was during the one year off that I, I got a gym membership. I never enjoyed it. And then suddenly I'm like, okay, I want to be somebody completely different. Yes. Part of it was like, okay, I want to be, become attractive 
you know, to another man, which was a whole nother uncloseting journey of, okay, that's not all that's going to make you attractive, Rick. And any gay man or anybody who's listening, just getting in physical shape isn't all that's going to make you attractive to somebody else. There's a whole, you're a whole package. So speaking as somebody in a wheelchair who's had that issue as well, the the wheelchair is not the only thing that's going to detract from. (laughs) Exactly. And me being the best person I can be, the wheelchair doesn't disappear. It just becomes part of the package. Mm -hmm. We actually have a friend um, from where we used to live in Southern California. And um, I'm trying to remember if he had MS, but he, he walks with um, sometimes walks with crutches, sometimes not, but he definitely has, you know, the deformed legs and stuff. Gorgeous guy. Just he's, but what makes him gorgeous is yes, he's handsome, but just his his whole being, you know, and he has a gorgeous husband too, like a really handsome husband. And I remember being at an event one time when they were there and just gay men can, well, people can be horribly catty, but gay men can sometimes be really catty. And I remember hearing this guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, friends, I remember yes. this guy actually saying, oh, that guy's really hot, but I don't know what he's doing with that cripple. And oh, it pissed me off. That's the word that tri- that's the word that triggers me. <laughs> yeah. And I turned to that guy and I said, Who are you here with? Well, nobody. I said, Well, that explains it. That yep. explains what you just said. And <laughs> I was like, of course, my husband's like, stop. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna let something like that go by because it just and our friend wasn't anywhere close, but I was like, no, this is the stuff that's just it's infuriating. And what I uh, admire about people like you or anyone who owns their disability, like they just own it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is you step forward and say, this is my truth. And if other people can't handle the truth, it's not on you, it's on them. No, it's because it, that's so not about, and you know, and, and bringing this back to what you said about what do you find attractive? Um, what it, that's so not about if somebody doesn't find me attractive it's so not about me it's about their preferences yes it, it has, well it, and it is all about them this is a, such an interesting yeah. thing and one of my favorite um one of my favorite phrases that i use with clients is whatever somebody says is all about them what you hear is all about you yep ex- yep exactly right and I'll, and, and to, to to bring this around you you brought up an interesting uh, uh thought and story in my head um, the compliment that I st- still get to the most, the, get the most to this day, uh, and I frame it differently now than I did uh, 20 years ago when I was in my my 30s, uh, and I'm 30 years ago when I was in my 20s even. Um, Andrea, five minutes after we meet you, the wheelchair disappears, mm. and I took, and then in my 20s and 30s when it was all about, oh, I can hide the wheelchair. They're not seeing it. I'm attractive. And so that went to, oh, I can, if they're not seeing the wheelchair, then they're not going to see the weight either. Mm. So that did more damage than it did good. And I've now reframed that in, in to what I said to you before. It's not that the wheel, it's, that's just the words that they're using. It's not that the wheelchair disappears or that the weight disappears. It becomes part of the package because the person that I am inside, the personality shines through. And that's what's actually attractive. And that that took me like 30 years to learn. <laughs> and it's the, and Isn't that's that all it? about it's all that's 
coming out of the closet because I was trying to hide who I truly was. Mm -hmm. And now that I've learned what that statement actually means, it has helped me become more of who I really am. It's interesting because we were having lunch with a friend of ours over the weekend and new friend. So we're, we're getting to know him and, and he's a very spiritual guy and we just, we have really, we really enjoy being around him. And he said, I'm really enjoying your Instagram videos. Rick. I'm like, Oh, well, cool. Thanks. And he goes, and I love your podcast. I'm like, cool. And he goes, I, di- I didn't know that part of you. I'm like, what do you mean? You didn't know that part of me? And he's like, well, you're completely different when you're on the podcast and on the videos than you are, you know, when you're in person, I'm like, well, I can't, I can't be that on all the time, you know, but it got me really thinking like, okay, so do people perceive that? And then I, you know, I was talking to this with my husband about it. He goes, yeah, you're different, but he goes, I get it. He goes, I get that you can be that fun up guy. He goes, I wish you were a little more like that, you know, when it's just the two of us, Mm -hmm. he goes, sometimes I think you do so much of it on a daily basis that then suddenly he goes, well, wait, I get it. He goes, you've talked about this numerous times. Like you come off a stage and you're like, just leave me the fuck alone. Just, you know, not because I'm some diva, but it's like, okay, I just, I need to decompress for a moment because there's so much that comes out. As speaker. Yes. And I get this as, because our, as speakers and podcasters, our energy level is, has to be higher and different. Right. Um, we, I have, I don't know, I have a speaking persona and, and mm-hmm. actually an online persona. I call her Inspiral Woman. And I become her when I get, you know, uh, on a stage or in a, uh, in a speaking situation on Zoom, you know, virtual on Zoom. Um, and so my energy is different. Now I'm basically her in real life, but right. I'm not always on, mm-hmm. like, like, which is a performer term, you know, I'm, so I'm not always at that heightened state. So I get what, right. I get what, what your friends are saying. Cause my, yeah, I'm, uh, People say I'm smiling all the time and happy all the time, but that's, those are the people that know the persona, not the person. But I will also say that I've noticed in the other world that I play in where you and I met, which is in the Mm -hmm. speaker world, Mm -hmm. that the team that I work with, I mean, I'm always cutting jokes and and we, we work remotely. I mean, everybody, nobody on on the team has ever met. Yeah. I've met, I met a couple of people. But for the most part, none of us have never met in person. And so the, you know, I guess kind of the the office persona that I put out there is kind of like, well, like the show, The Office. I'm like the quick hit, like, you know, I'm always throwing stuff at people. I'm, I'm very sassy. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm like almost like the true sassy gay guy, you know, and yet that's not really who I am on a regular basis in my life. But there's a piece of me that I've realized over the last couple of years that when I let that part of me show up, I just enjoy my life. I just have so much fun. Yeah. Here's the interesting. Yeah. But here's the interesting tie into that whole thing is that part of me showed up when I was younger, like, Mm -hmm. and I specifically going to go in the high school years because if Rick, I wasn't the class clown, it wasn't that, but there was a quick wit. There was like, you know, always trying to make, you know, pump people up and everything. Because as long as I did that, nobody really knew I was gay. Mm. So now if I do this, like, okay, there's that old self that's like, okay, but what are you hiding? Which I know I'm not hiding anything. I'm, I'm wide open on so many fronts. That scares people too. When you're like, hey, this is who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I've really dialed into that, especially in the last few months, because it's become because, well, OK, here's why it's showing up. We are on that team. We're all getting together in just a few weeks for the first time. We're like all meeting for a company retreat. And I'm like, ooh, so how am I gonna <laughs> how am I gonna show up now? Because it's easy when you got the screen and you know all this sort of stuff. But I also know that I'm just gonna be me and um, not try. I think that's another thing I noticed when I don't try to be the funny guy and mm -hmm. just like capture things when as I see them. That's when I live my life fully in joy and fully being me and not taking things so serious. In fact, my husband says he, he will call me out on it. And he goes, S you're, you're being serious. Knock that shit off. I go, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Heard you. And that's why I am who I am on social media. Uh, early on, I, I joined Facebook nation in 2009 and I was accused early on, actually not so somewhere in there of being uh, privately by somebody online that thank God they didn't do it publicly, but I could have handled that too. They attacked me for being poly positive all the time. And I wasn't, I was, uh, if I had a challenging day, I would say it. I was like, have you read my posts? Right. <laughs> the, exactly. And, and, and I, that, <laughs> I said, okay, well then I'm just going to, if, if there is a perception of that out there, I'm going to go further into this. And I, like I said, a week into this healing journey, I took it completely online. I've shared probably about 95% of it. There's stuff, you know, I have a private life. There's stuff I, that I want to keep private, but if I was going to help people, I was going to share this thing. So if I was having a lousy day, like there were times where I had to uh, my least comfortable, I, you know, I had to be on bed rest. My least comfortable position, the least productive position is on my stomach. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't get anything done. I can't, um, it's literally, literally just laying there. So that was hell. And I would literally take a picture of myself and post it all over social media of like, well, guys, I need prayers today. It's, 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 it's tummy time day. Um, right. You know, and so I, I showed the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and that led to my credibility because that was me completely out of the closet saying, you know, I, I, I'm going to beat this, which yep. I am now sitting up. Hello. Right. Um, but it's not sunshine and roses, but here's how I did it. And, it, and here's the good days. Here's the bad days. Right. Um, was, and that that was literally me coming out of the closet with this whole thing. I was going to be kind of sassy and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and be sassy. Go ahead. Be sassy. I'll get I was going to say, say at the beginning of the podcast. So Andrea and I met in bed. She was yes. in bed. I wasn't, but um, I remember that day. I remember like yeah. you, you know, it was one of the first coaching sessions I did with you. And then you're like, okay, I'm explaining this. I'm like, I would never said anything. It's like, I coach people in lots of interesting, weird places, but it, yeah. it makes so much sense. And it, it pulls through your, your underlying message to the world of no matter what challenges you, you have what it takes to create and live the life that you love. Yeah. And I know some people can go, Oh, that's so Pollyanna. Well, then maybe you need to quit being so negative Nelly because there is everything you can create. Yeah, I get it. I know Andrea gets that too, because again, back to when I came out of the closet, all I was in was, you know, purely a survive mode. I'm like, I don't mm. even know if I'm going to have a place to live. I don't know if my kids are going to be part of my life. Da, 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 da. Until I realized, okay, this is just a challenge. Step up to the plate, create what you want, create, you know, and luckily my ex-wife was in a space of, no, you're not going to be one of those gay guys that walks out and goes, lives your life. You've got responsibilities here, which wasn't my plan at all to begin with. Yeah. I'm like, I yeah. love being a dad. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. I drive my daughters nuts and I don't want grandkids. I don't, I'm not ready for that yet, but I drive them nuts. Cause I'm always sending them like the, you know, the TikTok videos or, you know, anything of the, like these babies doing amazing stuff. And they're like, dad, we're not, we're not going to, I'm like, I'm not asking you to have a kid. I'm just like, this is cracking me up. And I know my kids would crack up at that stuff, but um, so what's something to you before we wrap it up here that it's like, when you have that beautiful, I'm going to call it a gift. Uh-huh. It is. It's absolutely a gift. I've thought yeah. of it never as anything but a gift. It's never been a curse ever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you have when you have that gift to really share yourself like you're doing today. Mm-hmm. What's the thing you most want to get out of sharing yourself? What's the th- what's the thing I most want to get out for me? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. I, you know, it's it's going to sound trite, but I don't care. I want to help as many people as possible. Um, this has, like I said, this has, I've said this in the past. I'm going to say it like, I'm going to say it like I said it in the past. I want to help people navigate life, uh, with more, uh, mentoring and grace than uh, mentoring that was available to me and grace that I had Mm -hmm. at the time when I was going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes, if, if that makes sense, I kind of said that a little compl- awkwardly, but yeah, but it makes complete sense because mm-hmm. so many people, and again, these aren't my people mm-hmm. and I get the people who are like, Oh, you're just doing this. Cause you're trying to be something. I'm like, no, I'm not. I want, mm-hmm. I, I want to be speaking to those people who are hiding in their closet, whatever that closet looks like, but we'll, I'll go for, you know, my people are the, the men hiding their mm-hmm. truth in a closet that just feel like they can't live their solid truth. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to navigate away from that mm-hmm. in the best possible way forward, respecting themselves and respecting others. Mm-hmm. Any guy that comes to work with me, who's like, screw it, my family, screw them to, I'm sorry, you're not my client. I hate to say yeah. it, you mm-hmm. know, but I also feel like it's the person that's like, I, I'm really, I'm really stuck in my closet of life. Mm-hmm. and I don't know how to move through this. I don't know what the next steps are. I don't know. I can't even, I can't even see what's possible. That's why I do this because I want right. everybody to live their life without, I mean, those who've listened to the podcast know it's, you know, my brand is no fears, no excuses, no apologies. And that can sound mm-hmm. really sassy and trite, but mm-hmm. I want everybody to live their life with no excuses, no fears, and no apologies. We should not apologize for who we are. That's our commonality. We come at it from, from different different life experiences, but that is absolutely our commonality. You, mm-hmm. you said it so well. And if you don't mind, I'm going to use that with my clients. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> so, absolutely. And by the way, I, I, I can be just as sassy. I love your sassiness because I debated today, knowing that our, you know, I our, I didn't think our audience could see us. I uh, told you met, uh, when we met, I was in bed. I debated yeah. today coming in bed and changing the name of your podcast out of the closet <laughs> and in bed with a gay man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so I have so enjoyed this conversation, Andrea, and I just want to make sure everybody knows where to find you. Her website is operationinspiration.world. We'll have everything linked up to follow her on all her social platforms as well. And I'm so glad you're starting to like come around the bend on this. Not that I minded. You could have been in bed and I would have just, we would have had just as much fun doing this. Oh, but, I'm um, still partially in bed. It's right behind me. I could have jumped Yeah, that's right kind of what I figured. That's kind of what I figured. <laughs> but uh, 
So thank you again for being such an inspiration and going out in the world, shining your light the way you should and, and being unafraid to share the closet that you were in and guiding us to a space where we can see that no matter what the challenge is, you have everything in you to do what you want to do to create and live the life that you have. So Rick, thank you so much for this. Your podcast is amazing. I can't wait to share share it with my audience because mm. I think they're going to love it. I know they're going to awesome. love it. Uh, um, and you know what? I w- Let's do this again. I would love to join you in bed again. Okay, <laughs> we will do that. We will do that. So thank you so much, Andrea. I really love this. And if you're struggling with being who you are, visit either one of us. Not, not everybody's for everybody. And this is why I keep these doorways so open. You know, I want people to find people that they truly can connect with that inspire them, that regardless of where you're coming from, there's always somebody out there who can be that support, that guide, that person that can listen to you and help you see something that you can't see. So whether it's me or Andrea or someone else, keep listening to the podcast, keep doing what you do. And remember, go out there and live your life. No fears, no excuses, no apologies. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life on Closet. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about and you just might help change your life. In fact, if you really want to change your life, We'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted, and never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.